six of you listening, and welcome to episode one of Tendo Talk, a geek culture enthusiast podcast and brilliant idea that no one has ever thought of before. My name is Mike. Strangers on the internet call me Mike Tendo, and I'm joined by my co-host and <laughs> Ninfrendo, John. John, say hello and don't be afraid to mention how much you enjoyed that pun. Uh, hi, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Thank you. I, I worked a long time on that. <laughs> I could tell. That's the most. It's the most organized part of this entire podcast. Yeah, I, that, uh, that is also. I already know the future, and that is very true. Yes. Yes. Uh, so hey, let's get this thing kicked off. Who the heck are we? Right. Right. <laughs> well. Right. My name is Mike, as I mentioned before. I'm an illustrator, graphic designer, and art streamer as of fairly recently. John, who the hell are you? I am John. Uh, I'm a designer at Google. Um, I have streamed rhythm games, I think, twice in my life. It was pretty exciting. Nice. Yeah. And you're a father. Oh, yeah, that too. That's pretty important. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I'm a father of two, uh, Link and Rilo. Uh, husband of Amanda. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm a husband. I'm a husband of, of Susie. That's good. Now that we're all caught up on everyone's family tree, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about what this what this crazy little podcast actually is. It's called Tendo Talk, as I mentioned, and uh, we're bringing you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> buckle up, y'all. We're bringing you. The latest, depending on schedule, and greatest, according to us, in tech, entertainment, Nintendo, Disney, and other things that we like. John, what is this not? Uh, It is not going to be depressing in the least bit, which means we're not going to be following politics or world news or COVID stuff. We are never mentioning that. It is only about things that will make us happy. I mean, you mentioned it just now. But, but that's the last time. That'll be the last time. It's the <laughs> last time, people. We're not messing around. Well, that's, yeah, that's great. I, I agree. I think we all, you and me, I mean, this is the first time I've heard your voice in months, which is crazy to think about. But uh, I've heard yours a lot more recently. That's true with the streams and stuff. Is that creepy? Okay. Uh, you, you know the context of that. <laughs> I, I do know. I do. <laughs> I've listened to you a lot, but I haven't talked to you a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But we're longtime buddies. It's been a while since we've had a chance to catch up. And uh, we were we were both each other's best men. That's true. Mm-hmm. How nice is that? It is nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive in, shall we? What do you say, John? Time's a wasting. Let's do it. OK, first, I want to do just a quick a quick little shout out. Uh, you and I were talking about this earlier, but VR games that our bodies love to hate. Uh, you had mentioned before that you've streamed some rhythm games mm-hmm. recently. Um, I recently, well, not super recently now, like a year now, I guess, am the proud owner of an Oculus Quest. Of course, they came out with a new one like a week after I got it. I'm not bitter. It's fine. That's how it works. And um, I know. And uh, just like you, I very, very quickly uh, fell in love with Beat Saber, as did Susie, my wife. And uh, man, oh, man, that's a special game, huh? It really is. Uh, I might be a little biased because I have played rhythm games what seems like my entire life. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Most of my life. The majority of my life. That part is true. Uh, so <laughs> so Beat Saber was, it was a natural progression into the future of rhythm gaming. So yeah. Um, but, but yeah, man, Beat Saber, 
that I went a little bit too far on my setup. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, I've seen it. I, 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 I saw these YouTube videos of people like in the environment, you know, swinging their lightsabers around and like, you know, looking so cool. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> not really, but you know, <laughs> a lot but, of times they are an anime girl. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I specifically did not want to try setting that one up. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, I set up this green screen and I set up this GoPro and I was able to record it and it took way more time than I thought it would. And it was, well, I got to say the end result is fantastic. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's all. The, uh, you know what? The, the, you know, tens, if not hundreds of hours I spent setting that up, that, that one comment makes it worth it. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to dwell on that for a second. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> John is very, you're very talented at Beat Saber. I think that's part of what makes it so fun to watch. Um, oh, thank especially you. having, having played the game myself now and knowing the level that you play at is, uh, humbling to say the least, but, uh, yeah. The other one I got to I got to give a little shout out to here is Pistol Whip. Have you played this one? Uh, I haven't played it yet, but it's a, it's been on my list. Every time I open up my oh, VR man. headset, I end up seeing Beat Saber. I'm just like, ah, I'll just play this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy to get into a mode there. But uh-huh. yeah, Pistol Whip is is not as not as demanding, I would say, a rhythm game. And in fact, it's a very strange take on a rhythm game where somebody looked at a gun and said, hey, this could be a musical instrument. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Weird, right? Yeah. Um, so like the... How, wait a minute. So how... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I think I can see. I mean, I guess you can say, say that about any instrument. Yeah. And any instrument can be a gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if... <laughs> I mean, did you ever... You played Final Fantasy VIII, maybe? Like Final Fantasy VIII, they turned like a sword into a gun. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I see what you're saying. This isn't quite that. The enemies run out in time to the music and you get uh, bonus points for like shooting the dudes. These like really crude geometry dudes uh, on beat. Hmm. And so you end up you end up feeling like you're in like a choreographed John Wick fight sequence. Oh, that's cool. It's very it's very, very cool. And they've been adding more stuff. And I recently discovered you can dual wield. By default, they just give you one gun, and that was really throwing me for for a loop for a long time. Why wouldn't they use the other controller? But, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can dual wield, and it's very cool. Oh, that's cool. Anyway, yeah, that's my shout out. I'm definitely uh, I wanna, wait. Did um now that you're speaking of this, and I'm and I'm seeing these videos play back in my head. Did Harmonix make that? No, it's made by a studio called Cloudhead Games. I had never heard of them before. Oh, I haven't either. Okay. Aesthetically, it's pretty similar to. Uh, Super hot, which is oh, uh, another mm, no, that's a, another that's also game. a good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then actually, my uh, wife Susie just recently got into uh, uh, this new one I was telling you about earlier this afternoon called uh, Supernatural, mm-hmm. where they've they've taken the formula of Beat Saber and mashed it together with Peloton and turned it into like a legitimate workout program, which is pretty cool. With a subscription but, service. Uh, with a subscription service. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's like real music and stuff. Not to say that the music in these other games isn't real, but it's like stuff you've heard before. Uh, that stuff costs money. I mean, even, it does. With, even with Beat Saber, like everyone, 
they, I mean, they have these like custom maps that you can download and obviously, you know, patch the game to make it play whatever song you want. And that's, that's pretty nice. The, the problem with that is that most of the maps out there are just pure garbage because it's just like anyone can mm. make it. And they're just like, I like the song. I'm going to, I'm going to throw some, some arrows in it. And it turns out awful. <laughs> But, uh, You're telling me that if I play Let It Go on my <laughs> on Beat Saber, it's not going to be epic? It's actually uh, scary how many versions of Let It Go there are. Oh, wow. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. OK, well, hey, I, I've been curious about that. Uh, I haven't done the whole uh, what do they call that? The open source quest thing. Uh, side quest. Yes, side quest. Side quest. Yeah, yeah, I haven't done that yet, but uh, I've been curious about that because uh, I know that's one of the ways you can get the the custom tracks. Yep. Anyway, uh, these games are all the reason that uh, my legs and booty are just killing me today. <laughs> but you know what made my body very happy, John? Hmm. Today's Super Nintendo World Direct. How's, mm. how's that for a segue, huh? That's a that's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> My body is ready. There you go. That's a uh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, for the Reggie fans out mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah. Hey man, this thing was pretty cool. It wasn't uh, it wasn't as descriptive, I guess would be the word, as I was hoping it would be. Yeah, uh, and you know what? But it was very cool. Now that I'm looking back at it, I think. All, all since yesterday when they announced this, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been thinking about what they were gonna, what they were gonna talk about, and after they showed it, it's exactly what they needed to show, because the last thing that they're gonna want to do is make it feel like you've already been there. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, the only argument I would say to that is just like, it. I, Okay, it's important to frame this that this is like the first time that Nintendo themselves have officially like put out a promo video about this. Mm-hmm. Like a few weeks ago, there was like some coverage about the park that had uh, you know, video of of the what the park looked like in motion and stuff and that was very cool. But yeah, I mean you're right. Like this is a lot of people's first uh kind of eyes on for Super Nintendo World. Right. Um and I don't disagree. Uh, I, I do wish there was a little bit more about the sort of like crowning jewel attraction of the park. Yeah. Um, but we'll get it. We can get into that. Yeah. It it was a little strange that I was keeping an eye on the clock too, because they said it was going to be 15 minutes long and we were Mm -hmm. like 12 minutes in and they didn't get to any of the rides yet. And I was like, I wonder if they're just going (laughs) to, if they're going to forget about it or if they're just not going to show anything. Um, yeah maybe Miyamoto was just too excited about everything else that was that was really nice to see though it was like he you could you could tell how happy he was just like yeah that was looking around actually (laughs) that's my first note is Mm -hmm. Miyamoto is wholesome yep that's the the very first thing like he comes out of a pipe at the beginning and you're like there you are like (laughs) we we haven't seen Miyamoto in a Nintendo Direct or even like really any e3 coverage or anything like that like he's just uh he's been sort of further and further in the background but it's pretty clear to me uh that this is the project that he cares the most about right now and i don't Mm -hmm. blame him yeah Um, i mean basically watching him skip around yeah it's it's his entire imagination over the past 30 years of what he's been doing like in a physical like he's literally like frolicking around in his imagination 
that has cost him how many millions, <laughs> tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Has made him that much for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, let, you know what? Let's, let's break it down from the top. I mean, we're not going to explain the whole video frame by frame, uh, but this was like the first time that we actually saw how you enter into the park, mm-hmm. like going through the pipe, which mm-hmm. I thought was, it was pretty cool. I thought it was funny that he mentioned that they had bigger plans. Like it's, it's the, <laughs> the first like minute of the video and he's like, this could have been cooler. Um, Classic. But it's, yeah, <laughs> there's also something just really funny to me about the fact that he's in the park alone. Like, <laughs> yeah, like just forgetting there's a camera crew and stuff like this is just, this is what he does now. He's like, I live here. Welcome my crib. I mean, if, uh, I, if I made a theme park, I would definitely request hours every day where I, where it mm-hmm. could just be me just walking around. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So you go through the pipe. There's like a, I'm assuming it's like a motion activated warp sound. It's like, you know, it does a boop, boop, boop. And okay. Good. First, thank you. <laughs> first hot take. <laughs> Peach's castle. Charming, but not as big as I thought it would be. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I think, right? uh, I think, I think that's an overall theme throughout the mm. park is yeah. very, very charming, but it's, it looks pretty crammed. It looks like they, mm-hmm. they wanted to put a lot into a very predetermined space. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. It does make me wonder if they're going to go bigger in, you know, some of these parks that aren't built yet that will theoretically have as much room as they need. You know, yeah, I think I mean, I'm sure they'd have the opportunity to do that in Florida, maybe not California, which are the other two places they announced. Ooh, and Singapore. They said Singapore. That could be an interesting. Yeah. One too. Yeah, that could be. Um, but yeah, I mean, then you you go outside and oh, my gosh, I mean, even though even though we've seen it before, at least you and I have at this point, uh, the kinetic energy of this place is it never fails to impress me. It was it was really cool. I mean, they, so classic Universal Studios, um, they know how to play with scale so that even though it's a lot crammed into a space, you know, when, when they when they do these camera zooms out to, to see everything, you can really tell how much effort they put into making it feel as big as possible, which is really cool. And everything was moving literally like it. It was almost kind of crazy. Like sometimes when you were when you were seeing him talk it almost looked like he was against a green screen at some point even though he wasn't because it was like it yeah. was hard to believe just how good everything looked yeah i completely agree uh that was one of my other notes was just like serious shout outs to the like people in charge of materials mm-hmm. <laughs> like like the the textures of everything uh the way things are put together it looks directly lifted out of the game yeah, like, like there's they even they there's even no got, like, compromise. They even got like the light to reflect and diffuse properly on the objects as they would in the game. Like it, that, I think that's the that's why it just looked almost surreal to me. Is is just like just down to so many of those details. They just they got it. They got it right. They really did. They really did. Uh, now I will say the I, I, I think one of the things that we did end up getting some pretty exciting new information about is these power-up bands. Uh, these, uh, we knew that they would activate things around the park. We had seen the example of the uh, question mark blocks, mm-hmm. things like that. 
but uh, I mean, they do seem to be taking kind of a note from the the Harry Potter wands in Diagon Alley and in Hogwarts. Uh, Actually, Hogsmeade, sorry. How uh, how the Harry Potter wands? I I, mm-hmm. won't, I won't get too far into that because we're not talking about Harry Potter Wizarding World right now. But right, the experience of getting the wand is really cool, but. I personally had a really hard time actually activating those hotspots throughout the park. Um, I'm yeah. wondering when, if they're going to solve that with uh, with these bands because it seems a lot more closer in proximity that you need to be. Yeah, that's true. I think they, if they were expecting any kind of numbers like the, I'm sure the the Orlando Park will end up with, uh, they're really going to have to make sure there's a lot of these little touch point things to interact with. Mm-hmm. I think that was something they probably learned with the Harry Potter park is like the technology that they were using to track that you were doing the right spell is a little finicky. Yep. You know, it, it doesn't always work. You have to be standing in the exact right spot. This actually, it works more like the the bands at Disney world where you, mm-hmm. you physically touch the thing with your wrist, Yep. Uh, which I'm sure is a bit more reliable. Um, but yeah, I mean like the, the sleeping piranha plant and the, oh, I really uh, want to know what that does too. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he definitely left some surprises, mm-hmm. uh, but he did go pretty in depth about the, the pow block puzzle with the, the Koopa shell going back and forth. Yeah. I thought that was pretty clever. That was, that was pretty cool. The, one of the things <clears throat> that I would love to see in action is how these things work when there are giant crowds of people too. Yeah. Cause I feel like something like that needs a little bit of precision, a little bit of concentration, some time to get it right. But how is it like, yeah. what's it going to be like if you're being surrounded by all these, all these people wanting to do the same thing and you have like a line to hit a pow block, <laughs> like I, yeah. crowd management is going to be really interesting in, in a place like this. Yeah. And I think they're probably not going to get accurate numbers until, uh, you know, after the world returns to normal, mm-hmm. uh, not diving into that subject, but nope. just saying like at, at first they're going to have limited capacity. So I think things are going to work much more like they're intending. So uh, you're saying now is the time to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, John, we need to get to Japan. Okay. Make it happen. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this to you. All right. I'll figure it out. All right. Okay, thanks. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think you're totally right. I, nothing would break the magic more than having to wait in line to it, especially for one of the more mundane activities, as they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that that would be kind of a big bummer. The yeah. link to the smartphone is interesting. Like you actually have a coin count as you go. Um, yeah, I and it that seems was, like I thought that was pretty cool. So it's, it's almost like a. Um... I'd like, I like. I guess I, I wonder what I wonder what they're going to allow you to do with it after, because they said you can take yeah. it home with you. But like, what do you do with it at home? Yeah, I, I mean, they did. I, I made a quick note of it. I meant to go back and listen to it again, but apparently, these bands also have some kind of amiibo functionality. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. So you, yeah, I think that's probably how they're going to do it. I just don't know what it would give you uh, in game. But, uh, yeah, I was also, I was a little bit at first, I'll say I was a little bit taken back that you only need to do three of these activities to engage in whatever this final boss fight thing is. Mm -hmm. The Um, Bowser Jr. Yeah. And I have, I've seen some, like, I follow a bunch of like 
theme park speculation, nerdy stuff on YouTube and stuff. And there are uh, patents that have led people to make some presumptions about what that might be. Hmm. Uh, but only needing three coins, I was like, eh, is that is that cool? But uh, in a situation like we're talking about, where there's a lot of people who are trying to collect these coins, having a lot of things and a low barrier of entry is probably a good way to make sure most people can experience it. Right. I'm sure they've thought about it. Like if there are major crowds there and you need to collect like 10 coins in 10 of these interactive places, you're, you'd spend your entire day waiting in line for these interactive spaces rather than having fun and exploring the rest of the, the park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. I, uh, you had, you had made a, uh, a comment earlier about, uh, how creative they are being with uh, perspective mm -hmm. uh, in this part. Ooh, I know where you're going I, with this too. Are you gonna Are you gonna yeah. talk about the because uh, that, that that was one of the very next things I had written down too. The uh, when you go into the underground mode or the under the mm -hmm. you know world one two. Uh, first of all, I thought that was I thought it was really really well done in there. Like the the music started playing. You could see the blocks and like some of the blocks were interactive. I like at one point Miyamoto like went up to a, a, a block and was like, hey, look, a block. Let's punch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he punched it. And he got yeah. something out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. He but, got a coin. Yeah, and, and then he, you know, continued and, and went down this hallway that totally mm -hmm. messed with your perspective. And it made it look yeah. like he was shrinking. Like he, like you could hear the sound effect of Mario getting hit and shrinking down to mini Mario. And he kept going. Mm -hmm. And it was so, so well done. Yeah, and I really like that everything on that side of the maze, like after you were through that point, all of the props were sized up accordingly. Mm -hmm. So like suddenly the the question mark blocks are, you know, three, five times larger than they than they were on the other side. Uh and just the 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 scale of the blocks on the wall, I think really kind of sell that that illusion. Yeah, that was uh, that was that, that was, was really, really cool. Really cool. I am a little concerned about how claustrophobic people might get in there again with a lot more people doing the same thing. Like all, all of yeah. those things, kind of, you know, back to what we talked about before of just like very, very charming, uh, but just still, just a little bit crammed. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely in the back of my mind as I was watching him go through and interact with the bob bombs and stuff. It's mm -hmm. like, this is literally just like a, a series of hallways. It's, probably not the best for crowd management especially when there's so many excuses to stop yeah uh yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens with that um but so yeah then our, our friend miyamoto emerges from the underground back to his normal size uh again not trying to dictate the entire video but what happened next uh really delighted me um he goes to the the one-up factory store and he shows off one toy mm-hmm you remember this toy? I remember that toy. It's the Mario that can walk. Yeah. But Isn't that interesting? <laughs> and no batteries. You just push him along and he moves his legs like he's walking. And that toy was apparently developed by the Nintendo software team. Like what yeah. a weird, I, I work in game design. So like the idea that my boss would come to me and be like, okay, you make games, but... <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a toy Mario that can walk. Right. Yeah. But I think and he does. It off. Like it, they pulled it off really well. Uh, I, like it, 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 what is it behind him? Like it's a little red shell that you're pushing with a wheel on it, but mm -hmm. it was pretty cool. But I, I think that's, yeah. I think that's going to be one of the, one of the main things 
that I personally want to see when I go there, and I definitely want to make sure that I have time for, is to spend an hour in that merch store, just just I blowing, you were blowing all the money that I have. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, when you said spend, that I wasn't thinking of time. Oh uh, well, yes, time. Well, it takes it takes time to to really rack up. No, probably not even that much time to rack up a large bill in that store. I'm I'm actually probably yeah. pretty worried about how much I'm going to spend in that store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of of things you can buy, uh, then we start talking food, mm-hmm. and and uh, this really this there are so many little things in the. Uh, translation of Japanese culture to English that just delight me so much. And he, he's eating popcorn as he's walking along <laughs> and he apologizes <laughs> because clearly eating popcorn in a theme park is in his, in his words, ill-mannered. Um, but he says, don't worry, I got it here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I was uh, I was a little bit confused about the flavors that he was talking about too because of course it's, you know, special Universal Studios highly uh calculated flavors that uh that are borderline addictive just like Harry Potter butterbeer. But yeah. The flavors um I can't remember the first flavor. Some it was like maybe peach something. It was caramel peach. Caramel peach. Okay. I guess I could kind of imagine that. Like is it based off the character peach or is it like actually peach flavor <laughs> uh i mean if if it tasted like a princess i don't know that i'd be able to pin how accurate it is but yeah uh i'm assuming that it's actually the fruit peach okay and caramel which is i guess could work i've never thought of combining those things yeah, yeah. but then the other one was mushroom mm-hmm. uh, i don't know about that one i would imagine uh I mean, uh, you know, if you've ever been to an Asian market, you know how how prevalent, you know, mushroom flavored things, shrimp flavored things That's are. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that it it could probably work. It would just be kind of a savory. Uh, I don't know. But I, I mean, it, it raises the same question. Are we talking real mushrooms? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> are we talking whatever they consider a Mario mushroom? Maybe a Mario like mushroom it. tastes like uh, cotton candy. You don't know. Miyamoto yeah. does, though. Yeah. So I'm glad he's on top of it. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to imagine that in the the flavor technology kitchen, Miyamoto just kicked in the door and he's like, "I know, <laughs> I I know what these taste like. No further questions." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and, and anyway. speaking of speaking of uh, Asian inspired food, so I, I could tell a lot of that was in this park. So I definitely have the question of you know what will these. Uh, the parks in the United States have, but I was surprised that the first meal they showed off was just like a bacon hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looked good. Yeah. It looked very good. All of the food looked good mm-hmm. at uh, Canopio's Cafe mm-hmm. or Toad. Uh, oh, that cafe was so well designed too. When they, when they were showing the inside, I noticed it's just the amount of detail that they put in. Even the chairs, every single chair mm-hmm. in that place was designed like it was taken straight from a 3D model of a chair from a Mario game. Like it was so good. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, the the power ups all along along the ceiling and the I couldn't tell if uh, if Toad himself was actually like 
something you could interact with because Miyamoto waves at him and he kind of waves back, but I don't know if it was just timing <laughs> or or if they're pulling like, uh, if you've ever been uh, on Toy Story Mania mm-hmm. uh, in Disney California, they had a guy actually speaking as Mr. Potato Head. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Could be either. Maybe everyone's going to wave and he'll only wave back to a few people. Maybe he only waves yeah. to Miyamoto. I don't know. <laughs> Miyamoto's got the special band. Mm-hmm. Also, just yeah. speaking of him, I, I love that he called himself Mario and Luigi's dad. Like, yes. <laughs> multiple times throughout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was probably, I mean, the, the ill-mannered popcorn was definitely up there, but the... <laughs> The moment, which first of all was great to see that the the Mario and Luigi costumes can move their mouths and blink. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was the first time they've ever actually shown those costumes do that before. Yeah, but yeah, I have I have here in my notes in quotes, "Dad's busy." <laughs> <laughs> it's like yep. move along, children. Yep. Yeah, you mustachioed plumbers who are my children. <laughs> yeah. That was that was funny, but yep. um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, what else is uh, okay? So, so yeah, we're we're getting to the point where he uh, he it, it does a little bit of a strange cut to now he's entering Koopa's castle or Bowser's castle, and he's walking up right. and he's talking about this ride, and they show almost probably <clears throat> the the exact shot they showed in the trailer they had mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and then there was another cut and he was like, "How was it?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. You didn't show me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was the ultimate tease. And I think what ultimately led me to my my kind of takeaway feeling was just like, you got so close. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we got all the way to the to the load platform. And then, you know, just that that's it. You yep. got to come and, and find out, which and is fine. It's totally fine. I want and to. It's, it's probably, you know doing a video of it will not do it justice. And no. I have a hundred percent faith in them to be honest, because this is universal studios. So, I mean, you've been on the Harry Potter forbidden journey ride really, really well done. Yes. Ha- have you been mm-hmm. on the transformers ride? Uh, no, I haven't oh, been on that one. Mike. Mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> next time, next time you got to go on that transformers, ride Because that is, I almost didn't go on it last time either because I was like, eh, okay, how much do I really care about Transformers? But right. it is so well done. They combine uh, in a very enclosed space uh, uh, all of these practical effects like fire and like smell and all these things. The, the, you, you wear these 3D glasses, which you know actually doesn't feel like a gimmick in in this ride this this car that you're moving in is like jumping you all around it feels like you're literally being thrown between transformers and if that is any indication and the harry potter ride if those are any indication to how this ride is going to operate it's going to be amazing yeah well i uh yeah i mean the 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 ar glasses which they showed briefly Mm -hmm. are i would imagine they're one of the key reasons that this ride is very hard to uh, show in video right. format, but <clears throat> I don't think a lot of people see those and they just they automatically equate that to whatever glasses they pulled out of a bin last time they went on, you know, Toy Story Mania, like we said, or whatever else. But these are not that. Nope. 
these are these are displays. Right. And these are allowing me to throw a Koopa shell at Wario's fat butt. <laughs> and I really I just really, really want to do that. Yeah, it's it's the I again, I, impossible to actually record and put on camera and have Miyamoto explain how it's going to work. And it's probably one of the main reasons why they didn't show it. But that promise, man, that sounds that sounds amazing. Yeah. And from what I heard, there was a lot of uh, uncertainty about whether or not this ride was actually going to be able to make that technology work. And I'm just so glad that they figured it out. Um, Well, do you know that yet, though? Do you know that they figured it out? (laughs) The fact that they tell you there's AR glasses, I think, is pretty promising. Yeah, it is true. Although, okay, so I'm I'm very interested to see how this will work. Um, I'm, but at the same time, I'm hoping they don't ground it too much on the AR experience. Like, I hope that the ride alone is still good. Uh, mm-hmm. the only thing that I'm a little, little worried about on this Mario Kart ride is okay. how advanced AR is today. So HoloLens is the closest thing I could think of, uh, mm-hmm. that is comparable to these glasses that you wear on your head projects an image onto your screen in front of your eyes and you can see through it just like AR and it's cool. Like it's, it can work really well. Uh, but there are still some limitations. Uh, for example, the, the field of view that you actually see through these, uh, through these, the, the screen, it's pretty small. Like it's definitely not a VR headset that you're putting on. You, you will see the outline of the area that, (laughs) that is available for you to see Mm. in AR. So that's a good point. I, I think what I'm really curious about is how, if they've been able to match or exceed what Microsoft has done with the HoloLens, maybe they have. Um, and also how well they utilize the limited technology that is available today. Nintendo is typically very good at, at utilizing uh, limited technology. So that's another area where I'm, I have confidence, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just I'm still very, very curious to to see this in person. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, those are valid concerns. I know that you've had an opportunity to go hands on with uh, some of these AR technologies in the past more than I have, at least. Right. And, yeah. uh, and that's a that's a valid concern. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. But but th- that's the thing, though, like that's literally what Nintendo does is very rarely are they on the the cusp of, you know, future technology? Uh, they, mm-hmm. but what they do really well is they take that technology that exists uh, existed even a year ago, two years ago, make it affordable, and make it fun and engaging in a way that nobody else can. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. They're the people to do it, and the yep. fact that they're so hands on about it, you know, it, it's definitely, it's not the sort of deal where they licensed it out handed it over to universal and said, you know, go crazy. Right. I mean, I think Miyamoto is proof of that. Like, I think he's actually listed as one of the like park designers or something like that. Um, anyway, yeah, no, that that's, that's all, all valid points. I think the ride from my understanding, it's a, it's a side by side, uh, sort of thing where, two cars leave the platform at the same time and you kind of go neck and neck the whole way and it takes you through uh 
various scenes inspired by locations in Mario Kart 8. Uh, mm. I wonder that, how they're going to I wonder how they're going to change scenes because environments in Mario Kart can be so dramatically different from each other. It's true, yeah. I would imagine I mean again, warp pipes, I guess is the mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> the first a, thing that comes to mind. Yeah, that's a that's an easy out, I guess. Yeah. Um also what's going to happen when inevitably Mario Kart 9 comes out? <laughs> I hope it I hope it's not so dramatically different that this automatically just feels you know, yeah. oh, that's Mario Kart 8. I don't know. Honestly, I think they're going to have a really hard time topping Mario Kart 8. That's, yeah, they're I just going like, to keep I feel like it's re-releasing it. It does. It's a great game. It's, it's far and away the best one. Uh, but hey, speaking of uh, Mario Kart, mm-hmm. how about that Mario Kart home circuit? How about that Mario Kart home circuit? Actually, what, what is the official name of it? Mario Kart live home circuit is that what it's called i think you're i think you're right yeah okay that's a lot of names uh to add it on is. to the end of it it actually makes more me typical wonder, nintendo yeah I, I have maybe for another conversation but it makes me wonder if there's going to be more in the mario kart live series like this one is home oh. circuit do you think they'll make like an off-road one or like hmm. i don't know that's something to think about yeah i'm um, thinking but yeah so mario kart live home circuit <laughs> Yeah, you uh, have this. I, I don't. I don't have this. Yes, I have it. Let me tell you about it, Mike. It is. Please do. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, I will admit that I uh, <laughs> I originally got it uh, because I wanted to chase my son Link around the house with it because I know he would like it too. Mm-hmm. I think we'd get equal amount of enjoyment <laughs> out of it. Um, you get enjoyment. He gets exercise. Right. Yeah. It, it's actually that's exactly what it is. It actually wears him out. But I didn't imagine how much fun it was going to be. Like it's it's uh, first of all, they nailed that Mario Kart feeling. That was one of my main concerns going into it was I did not think it was going to feel like Mario Kart. I thought there was going to be a big delay. I thought it was just going to be like pretty slow or like the camera wasn't going to be good. They did a really good job with it. It really does feel like Mario Kart aside from the drifting doesn't really drift. Okay. You can't really fake that. that. Was, yeah, that was my first uh, my first thought seeing the reveal trailer too. Yeah, that it it allows you to drift, but mm-hmm. it's like it, it doesn't like I just I steer clear of that. Um, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I think all things considered, from from what I've heard from you, from what I've read online, it is a surprisingly capable little RC car. It is. It really is, and that's actually. That was the other really surprising thing that I that I that I uh, gathered from it. So it's very capable. Um, it can go very fast, uh, but there is a catch. Uh, there, there's a few mm. catches actually. First of all, uh, just like any Mario Kart game, there's different uh, different classes of speed that you can go: 50 cc, 100, 150, up to 200. And in the game of totally understandable that you can't unlock 200 cc right off the bat like you got to go through your your work put in the effort to to unlock these new cups uh but when you have this physical car and you put it on the ground and you can go literally a quarter of the speed that it's actually able to go Uh it's a little bit frustrating that i can't make that car go as fast as it can uh without putting a fairly significant time amount of time into unlocking these cups in the game. 
Like it just, oh, so you have to unlock them. Yeah, exactly. Like it just, it feels a little bit different having a physical object being lim- being limited to the the speed of of what you've unlocked uh, in the in the game counterpart with it. So okay, um, well, I mean, devil's advocate. That also means that mushrooms work, right? They do. Mushrooms do work. Uh, yeah. Even even up to two hundred cc, they work, which is. It's, That's it's insane. Surprising how fast you end up going in that. Like I can literally chase Link around the house, and they are like they are neck and neck. They, <laughs> it's 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 really fun to watch, and he he gets he gets so just wound up about it. But it's perfect. Like as long as you can, you know, you have the space to be able to play, and you have uh, you know a decent amount of. Um, I would say up to 200 cc, as few obstacles as possible because you're going so fast. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty fun. Okay, I mean, and we're talking. You have to have a fair amount of either hardwood floors or low pile carpet, right? Yeah, even low pile carpet though. Like we have some rugs that are that are pretty. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty short, and it struggles a little bit. Like hardwood floors are are the are the way to go. Uh, okay, but it's it still works really well. Like we use the rugs as another obstacle. Like you, you bounce over the rug and you get like a little disoriented and you keep going. Um, but mm. it's, it's 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 really well done. And I think uh, the way that they were able to uh, package this up into this you know game plus cart experience, I think they did a really good job with. Yeah, and I think you know that considered. Uh, I was kind of expecting the price to be worse. Yeah, it's um, it's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, because you can sit, you you know, you think a game is going to cost you what fifty bucks? Uh, the whole package is what a hundred something. Uh, it's ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Yep. So a hundred bucks, you get the game, you get the you know this surprisingly technology dense uh, RC car. Right. Uh, yeah, and you know what i I will uh, I will say. The the thing I saw that got me the closest, you know, finger hovering over the purchase button for myself, didn't end up doing it. But uh, the way that they uh, augment the like the weather effects and the the way they theme the gates that you drive through. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was just really impressive how they can make, you know, your living room transform into, you know, an underwater level or a dusty desert or you know, yeah. they really they, put a lot of work into that. They really do play with those effects. And, and yeah, the, there's there's these like windy, uh, uh, gusty something uh, course that you can that you can drive on. And it actually feels like the the wind is pushing your car around. So your car, it's like a little bit harder to steal, steer your car. Um, there, there are these uh, these chain chomps that, that attach to your car and start kind of dragging your car a little bit around so you kind of lose control a little bit like they, they really <laughs> the, the items are, are really well done and i will say also that there are just as many if not more blue shells in this game than there are oh, in, no. in the other mario cards <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well i think needless to say i think it gets the tindo talk seal of approval right even it though sure i don't is. have one i'm all for it yeah, it sure um, does. I think the the only the only other area I think they could have improved on uh, that I know they can do better because I've seen drone companies do this, like DJI, for example, is oh. is range. 
Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I can sit in my, my, my family room. And if I go to the other end of the house, I will lose range. It will lose connection. Oh yeah. That is a shame. You kind of have to keep the track all around you. Exactly. And when you, when you have 200 CC and you are going that fast, you know, you do want more of that space to play. So you can, the only way to get around it is if you literally <laughs> chase the car around too, so that your switch maintains a <laughs> close distance to the car. <laughs> that's, uh, that that's adds a whole other element. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Mario Kart live home circuit. Very cool. Very, very cool. cool. I've, I've really been enjoying, uh, seeing what <laughs> the videos that you're sharing of Mario Kart's point of view yeah. of Link Link picking him up and running away with him. Uh, but hey, listen, there is so much more to talk about. You know, I, I've had a great time on our first episode. I don't know about you, John. I thought it was really exciting. We had this list of three times as many things that we wanted to talk about because we have so many things to talk about. And we were like, yeah, we'll yeah. keep this down to a half hour episode. So we're 45 minutes in and we talked about yep. two of the things. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, though. Yeah. It gives us more to talk about next time. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Uh, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, please, you know, I don't I don't know anything about podcasts, but when we get this thing edited and posted somewhere, if you can subscribe, do it, I yeah, guess, because sure. this has been fun. I'll do yeah. it again. Right. Sure. I'll and, do it again, uh, too. Yeah, please feel free to send your comments and suggestions. Believe it or not, we already have an official Facebook page. You can do things like that there. Uh, and you can follow me at Mike Tendo on most social media platforms. And John? Uh, ooh, I wasn't ready for this. I go by a couple names. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. So I would say the gaming name that I go by is Bimani Ruler, which is my, my nice. Twitch streaming uh, username for, for Rhythm Games. But other than that, John Schlemmer? I don't know. You don't that have works. to follow me That's either fine. if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not asking you to, but <laughs> yeah. if you want to, you know, I, I won't be weirded out. Uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. John, it's been wonderful catching up with you, and we will see you guys next time on Tendo Talk. See you later.